I'm Dylan. And I'm Sam. And, and this, this is, is the Last Minute Sports Podcast. Podcast. Well, for the first time... We have a consecutive episode. Oh, well, I was going to say we're at Dylan's house. Oh, that, 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 that too. Yeah. But, you know, it's been a while since we had a consecutive episode. Yeah, holiday season stuff, midterms, finals, everything. All that, but we are going to jump right into it and start with the National Basketball Association. What is that? The NBA. Yeah, no, I know, but like you never say it like that. Okay. Well, I felt like it this time. Uh, okay. Well, the standings are almost uh, they actually the bottom five are identical to what they were last week. Um, the Hornets are eleven and thirty-two. Pistons are twelve and thirteen. Magic are sixteen and twenty-six. Wizards are eighteen and twenty-four. And the Toronto Raptors continue to be bad at nineteen and twenty-three. I mean, like last time, we talked about all the issues, and I don't really think there's anything new erupting from these teams right now. No. I don't like issue wise, they're still persistent. They haven't been fixed yet. Including the issues also for the bottom five of the Western Conference. We're going alright, that's fine, we can do which that. Which are the Rockets at fifteen, Spurs at fourteen, Lakers at thirteen, Thunder at twelve, and the Trailblazers at eleven. Yeah, my god, did the Blazers fall off? Uh they were the last remaining undefeated team this year. They were six and oh, and since then they're thirteen and twenty two. They're two and eight in their last their last five games. Yeah, I mean, their most seven. recent game against Cleveland, they lost uh, 119-113, but Dane did drop 50 points yeah, for the first time in a while. That was last night. Um, they've lost their last five, and the Thunder, um, they played against my Miami Heat, and uh, 40 for 40, the Heat went from the free throw line, an NBA record. Is that a record for most like made in a game, or just most overall? It is most made without a miss. That's okay, yeah, okay, yeah, that's... I woke up, uh, after, I mean, you probably watched the game because you're a Heat fan. I woke up, I saw, and I opened my feed, and I see that. I'm like, what? And you know what? In last night's game against Milwaukee, in which the Heat won, uh, they didn't miss a single free throw in that game either. They only attempted 15, but still, they've made that's 55 still, in a row. That's still a decent bit of free throws. Uh, the Lakers played against the Mavericks last night, in which LeBron and the Lakers fell in double overtime to the Mavericks after Luka hit a clutch free throw, free throw, sorry, clutch Three descended to the first overtime, and then they were just tied after the first, and the Mavs ended up winning by, I think, five. So the Mavs had two uh, players. Uh, Luka had a triple-double. Yep. Nothing's Christian new. Wood. Christian Wood had a double-double. Double. And Tim Hardaway Jr., a great, a great performance, though. So he had 24, I think. Or Russell Westbrook also had a pretty good performance. Him and LeBron were pretty much the only offensive forces out yeah. there. Russ had 28, 7, and 5, right? Yeah. I get that. Damn, I got that from memory. And then uh, LeBron uh, was 24, 16, and 9 with two steals. Yep, LeBron is leading the the entire NBA in vote getting, and he'll be captain for the All-Star game for about the 10th year in a row, which is shocker. crazy. <laughs> Definitely not a shocker, but I know what you mean. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Um, the Spurs still can't figure stuff out. Same thing with the Rockets. The, the Lakers did actually win five games in a row to start the new year, and then they fell to Denver, and now they lost to Dallas for the second time this year after they lost on Christmas Day. But the Thunder, 5-5 five and five in their last 12. Uh, this is about the make-or-breaker. Make-or-breaker. Make this is about the make-or-break point. We're exactly, we're a little over halfway through the NBA season. And it's time for the Thunder to decide if they want to tank or try and get the 10th seed. I talked about this last time. I would tank. love to see Webayama yep. with Chet and Shea. I think they have to tank. But no, that would just be a fun... And also, an interesting stat, not a single Western Conference team has a winning record on the road. Just the really? Point. Yeah, uh, there are multiple teams that are 500. Uh, the Nuggets are 500 on the road, Grizzlies are, and so are the Sacramento Kings. But now, we will go through the play-in on the Eastern Conference side, in which you have the Chicago Bulls at 10, 
the Atlanta Hawks at nine, Miami Heat at eight, Indiana Pacers at seven. I mean, it's not really. I once again, it's still pretty much the same as last week. Nothing. Uh, yeah. Nothing um, big has happened other than the Miami Heat moving up a little bit and the Bulls falling down to ten. And uh, the Knicks and Pacers. Uh, Two nights ago, they played each other, and the winner was going to be at the sixth seed for now, and the Knicks did win. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton out for at least two weeks with a elbow injury, so that's not good. The Pacers will definitely drop, and I think we could see them fall a lot in the rankings. Definitely see the Heat overtake them. Possibly the Atlanta Hawks, who should they trade? Trey Young is the question, because he has been a nuisance in the locker room. We've seen that he's sat out home games because of his relationship with the head coach. Is this the guy you trade away? I honestly think it is. And I think it's I really sad for the Atlanta Hawks as a whole. I mean, not only they traded Luka away for Trey. Definitely lost that trade. That That's a huge loss, obviously. Yep. And then not to mention, just a couple of years down the line after making that trade, he's off the team. It essentially looks like the Mavericks won that. I, I heard something that I want to talk about that I think one of the worst things that can possibly happen to a young team is success too quickly. The Atlanta Hawks made an Eastern Conference Finals run in the 2020-2021 NBA season. And from there, they've just gotten worse. So now anything that's not in the uh, Conference Finals appearance is going to look bad upon them. I think it's one of the worst things that could happen to an NBA team. Because in the NFL, we see it less often with like fluke runs at the playoffs and almost making the finals. In the NBA, you see it more. Yeah, I'm just gonna say this. Um, I think the Blazers, the nineteen Blazers, uh, that made it against the Warriors in the conference finals too. Yeah, all, all I'm saying is R.J. Barrett and uh, Jalen Brunson have been balling out right now for that Knicks team, and they're pretty much the two players that are keeping that team alive and relevant at the moment. And Julius Randle, yeah. Uh, and Julius Randle. But uh, la- the Heat got three games over five hundred for the first time all season. Uh, really falling from grace after being the one seed last year. Yeah, um, who did you, did you guys lose anyone big? I don't remember you guys losing anyone that... Last year? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I just, the big critique I had for you guys, I believe, uh, was you guys didn't do anything in the offseason, really. Right, because we beat the Hawks in five, then we beat the Sixers in six, we lost the Celtics in seven. Um, but the Bulls, I want to talk about it. Uh, right after we were talking about, ooh, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, gonna blow it up, uh, Zach Levine's been playing a lot better lately last time yeah um i think actually the game later that night after we uh did that episode i believe him and demar combined for 75 points yeah he had 41 the other night with 11 threes tied a franchise record tied his own franchise record i believe yeah it was his own he did have the previous record for the bulls um the previous game they lost by three to the uh, washington wizards demar was out oh demar was still inexcusable inexcusable um I can't believe I'm about to say this. You know I love Io DeSumo, but I really think they need guard help. Yeah, because Lonzo. All they have is Zach Levine. Lonzo's hurt. And no offense, every single time Lonzo comes back from an injury, he's never that great or he gets hurt again. So I think they really need to either trade up and get a guard. Yeah. uh, Moving over to the Western Conference plane, we have the T-Wolves at 10, Jazz at 9, Warriors at 8, the Suns at 7. Wow, the Suns are 2-8 and eight in their last 10. Oh my god. Yeah, I'm going to be honest real quick. Um, I'm looking at the this the plan for the Western Conference, and I really only see two teams that I feel like can pull it off. Um, I think Utah could somehow 
do it. Mm, disagree. And maybe in Golden State, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I believe Steph sure. is coming back. Soon. He came back. He came back last night. Two nights ago. Two nights. Ago. So still I mean, lost. You know, they they did lose, but they're probably going to get back into it. So, I honestly don't think the Suns can do it, and the Timberwolves have just not been able to get anything going so this season. So Curry came back from injury, right? So mm-hmm. they had Curry, they had Clay, they had uh, Wiggins. Still might be hurt. I'm not sure. And they lost to the Phoenix Suns without DeAndre Ayton, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker. That shows you something. But some good news about the Warriors is tonight they'll be playing in the NBA game with the highest capacity ever against the Spurs. They'll be playing in the Alamo Dome with 64,000 people. That'll be the highest attendance NBA game of all time. Fun fact, I don't know if you saw this, but in the Phoenix Suns Golden State Warriors game the other night, uh, Iguodala was ejected. Andre Iguodala was ejected. For what? Uh, I don't know, actually. Probably two T's. Um, but um, I I can find that out real speaking quick. Speaking of players getting ejected, Jordan Clarkson was ejected after st- starting to fight Desmond Bain in a game against the Grizzlies last week. Clarkson is always squaring up with everyone, and yeah, like we said, Cat's still out. T wolves are worse than they were last year. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. Everyone, I I think you and I both thought the T wolves would get better with Rudy Gobert on their team. I guess it, the two bigs doesn't work. Nah, I've seen it. And uh, we'll move on to the playoff side. In the Eastern Conference, we have the surprise, you know, sorry, uh, one sec. Um, you look at the top five in the Eastern, you're like, okay, those are definitely the teams you would expect to be top five. And then you see the Knicks at six. Yeah, so just real quick, uh, before we get to the playoff picture, Andre Iguodala was fined also $25,000 by the NBA for what he did. Apparently, he used foul language towards an official in Ooh, throwing the game ball into the stands. Yeah, during game. NBA refs are soft. You see Dwayne Dedman was in a fight with Eric Spolstra, and he threw the massage gun onto the court, and he got ejected. <laughs> Rightfully so. Um, Knicks at six. Five, five and five in the last ten. Uh, uh, I mean, you don't really know who you'd expect to see. The top five in the East are clearly the best five. Uh, Sixers at five, at 25 and 16. The Cavs at four, 27 and 16. Bucks at three twenty seven and fifteen. Nets at f- two twenty seven and fourteen. And the Boston Celtics with the best record in the NBA of thirty one and twelve. I mean, the main four teams uh in the Eastern Conference that have been those top four. Hmm. Or those top four. Those yeah. top four, yeah. And I think it's going to continue to be that until the playoffs happen. So big news though. Last week in the game against the Miami Heat, Kevin Durant sprained his knee. Uh, last year when this happened, the Nets lost eleven straight games. And they started that streak again last night when they dropped a game to the Boston Celtics. But KD is out for a minimum of two weeks, and he'll be reevaluated after that. After that, yeah. So uh, the Boston Celtics last night played the Brooklyn Nets, and Ben Simmons had a whopping zero points, but had nine rebounds and thirteen assists. Uh, he shot. He shot only three shots and missed all three of them. Yeah, uh, I still think that the Nets are title contenders, but he. You got to get KD back to remain in the top seeding in the West so that you can be able to play one of those bad playing teams like the, well, actually, the Pacers and Heat aren't bad, but, I mean, the Nets would beat them for sure in a series. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a lot to talk about there. Uh, we talked about really changed. Did we talk about Donovan Mitchell's 71-point game? Yeah, that was last week we talked about we it. We did? Yeah. 100%? 100%. I don't remember talking about it. Yeah, because uh, we have a whole argument about you thought he was 8th. The eighth player to do oh, it. Oh, yep, 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 yep. And I was right about the seventh. 
So in the Western, uh, in the top six, we have the Clippers at six, the Kings at five, the Mavericks at four, the Pelicans at three, the Grizzlies at two, and the Nuggets at one. Those top three have not changed at all, but Zion is still out, I believe. Yeah. So maybe we might see the Mavericks move up because they've been on a hot streak lately. Uh, yeah, they're seven and three in their last ten. Uh, on the opposite end of the spectrum, the Clippers are three and seven in their last ten. Um, I want to talk about that. The Clippers got fleeced somehow. Uh, they traded for Paul George from the Thunder, uh, and they had Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. This year, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who was part of that Paul George deal, has more points than Kawhi and PG combined. Yeah. I, you, you know how I feel about the Clippers. I feel like they're the type of team where no matter what you put on that team, they will never win a championship at the moment. Yeah, and he's just, you know, the Kings sitting at five is just like... It's weird. Well, it's like, holy shit, really, the Kings? I feel like they're probably the biggest shock. Uh, Utah being a playing team is also kind of a shock. I'm uh, thinking no more on the other end of the shock that the Clippers are that low because I had the Clippers being the one seed in the West preseason. I didn't agree with you on that one. I'm just saying. Uh, moving up to the other side of this, the Nuggets and Grizzlies still one and two. Uh, there's nothing to talk about there. Yep, both. they're fantastic. They're going to probably be the uh, they might be the Western Conference Finals if Golden State can't turn it around. Yeah, the Grizzlies are, have the uh, longest win streak in the NBA right now. They've won eight in a row. John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Desmond Bain. That's what you gotta do. John's the Grizzlies also play the Pacers tomorrow night at seven p.m. So they, I think they could extend this win streak and break a record. What record? Well, didn't you say they have the longest win? Oh, in the league currently. My bad. They can extend the win streak that they have right yeah, now. Yeah, the longest win streak. Yeah, is I, like, I don't know why I said I think it's like, isn't it like 20-something games? I want to say it was the... Golden State, wasn't it? No, I... Th- oh, well... Was it Golden no. State a couple years ago? No, they had the best start to the season. Mm-hmm. They won 27-0. 33 games, Who the it? Lakers. Lakers. 71-72 and 71, 72 gotcha. season. I'm pretty sure the Heat, the 2013 Heat are up there, too. Uh, yeah, the Heat. Yeah. 27 games. Yeah. They won 27 games in a row. Yeah, but the Nuggets and Grizzlies, number one and two. Nothing's really probably going to change about that. Uh, Pelicans at three. Uh, I could see the Mavericks overtaking them in the next couple of games due to Zion being out and And Luka just being on a utter hot streak. Yeah. Uh, the Kings and Clippers, I think, are just going to sit there. I don't think we're going to see a lot of movement in the West by the end of the year. The only teams I could really see rising are the Warriors and Timberwolves, because if the Timberwolves can get it figured out. But I don't see a lot of movement. I don't think a lot of movement is going to happen there. Yeah, since we are officially halfway through the season of the NBA, I just want to go through this real quick. Uh, leader of points per game is Luka Doncic. Yep, rebounds, uh, rebounds is, is Sabonis. Sabonis. Assist, Assist per game is Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, steals is Ojana Nobi. Mm-hmm. Blocks, ooh, it, I think it's Nick Claxton, right? It is now. Nick Claxton. Brooke Lopez got overtaken. Yeah. And is there Field another set? Uh, LeBron? It's Nick Claxton. Okay. Three point percentage is uh, Caldwell Pope. KCP, yep. Mm-hmm. Give me another set of Free throw percentage. Uh, I mean, like, safe bet's always Curry. Kevin Durant. And minutes per game is Luca. Turnovers per game is actually Giannis. Hmm. Interesting. With Trey Young behind him with well, Joel Embiid and Luka and Russ. Yeah. yeah, so that's everything that we want to talk about. Really, Ru- wait, Russ oh? is top five and he's off the bench. That okay. In turnovers. Yeah, I know that's bad. Yeah. So that's all we want to talk about for the NBA. Moving on to another sport that is also halfway through this season is the NHL. Yeah. 
Um, I believe the... Could you search up real quick for me when the All-Star game is for that? I want to say it's in February? That's when the NBA is. I want to say it's either in February or March. Um, February 4th. February 4th, okay. Yeah. So let's talk about the standings real quick. Boston Bruins, uh, finally... Talk. Yeah. The, yeah, no, my bad. The Boston Bruins finally got their ninth loss of the season, their fifth regular uh, game loss against the Seattle Kraken, which they got shut out in. That's actually a shock. Toronto Maple Leafs sitting at two, which is bizarre, and Tampa sitting at three in the Eastern Atlantic Division right now. Yep. Um, behind them, Panthers still trying to figure it out, which I don't really get uh, on why that's possible. Uh, they traded for Matthew Chuck, like I said, said earlier, still can't figure that stuff out. Your Sabres are sitting at five right now in their division. Um, w. A W? Okay. That's uh, actually pretty good for the Sabres. Yeah. For um, the, Sabres. the Carolina Hurricanes are number one in the Eastern Metropolitan. The Devils are two, and the Rangers are three. Nothing's changed in that division at all. Um, and then the Western Dallas Stars still set at one. Jets at two, and the Wild are three. That's still exactly the same. Um, and then, actually, nothing's really changed. In all the standings. I think it's really going to... Usually around January, February is where we start to see a lot of teams either turn it on or turn it off. Because yeah. goalies are in mid-season form now. Um, right. So it's going to be a lot. I'm excited for the All-Star game because it is near us. It's uh, where the Panthers play. And uh, my boy Connor McDavid and your boy Patch Thompson is yep. playing in it right now. And what did you want... You told me before you want to say something Oh, yeah. It is actually McDavid. Connor McDavid's birthday. Yeah. So happy birthday to him. And then moving on to something that I think all of us watched for about the first quarter and then turned off after because it was a utter blowout. Yeah. The college football national title game. So I'll, I'll go through what I was doing. So I was at uh, my friend's basketball game. And I checked. I'm like, okay, oh, right. National championships on site. Let's check the score. Oh, 10-7. Ooh. Could, could be, be a good game. game. Could we, have, we could have a game here. And then when uh, her basketball game ended... Uh, it was 38-7 to 10 at, or 38, 7 at half, and I'm like, okay, I'm just not going to watch it. And I'm going to do my victory lap around Dylan because T- I said TCU had no chance, and they didn't. Before you do that, I just want to say, I was watching the game. It got to a point where it was towards the end of the first quarter, and I think the score was like 17-7. to 7. I was right. like, I was going to bet. TCU's driving, batting a touchdown, he throws an interception. But before that, like, if they get this touchdown, we could have a bowl game. So it would be 7 to four, 17 to 14 at right, the end of the first. game. And, but it just never happened. Yeah, um, I mean, it's Georgia, like... Alright, do, do your little dance, come on. I mean, like, the, your thing is, is that, like, you said, you're like, even... I don't think that deep down you really expected TCU to win. Oh, no, I didn't. I'm just proud of them for me. But I was, I was kind of expecting this type of blow. I mean, I wasn't expecting 58. I was expecting maybe a two touch, like, three touchdown win. I'd consider that to be I a think TCU gave... All their energy towards beating Michigan, and that fun. I just think it's funny how the two semifinal games were phenomenal. Like you, you will right. admit those two games were oh, probably the best. Games. Like yes, some might even argue the best two all time right. college football uh, season. Yes, yes. Um, and I think we were kind of we everyone kind of expected due to those being those being so good. We we're gonna have a great we're gonna have a horrible. Well, I I actually my uh some people in my family thought it was just gonna be a bad national championship because both teams oh. just you know, completely gave all their energy for right the semifinal. But, you know, I kind of expected it. I didn't doubt that Georgia would get the championship. No. I wanted TC to win. Just Yeah, I did. I did, too. I just, like, I, mean, I got to cool. be a little bit realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, yikes. Uh, just coming out of this, Stetson Bennett, his draft stock definitely jumped so high. Yeah, I, you think he's going to be a late first rounder. I think he'll be second or third. Yeah. I, I kind of think he's the type of guy where if no one takes him in the first round, he'll just keep dropping. The, and dropping the issue and dropping. is, people, here's my issue with what, what people said. People were predicting Hendon Hooker to be a first rounder, right? He still can be. He still is a whole nother year of college, right? No. Hennen, Hennen he declared Hooker for the draft. the same age. No, no way. I think Hendon Hooker might be 24. Here, I'll search that up real quick. Since the bed's 25, not 24. I know. You know Stenson Bennett is older than Stenson Bennett is older than five of the starting quarterbacks in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, that's a problem. That's why no one's. Hendon Hooker is twenty five. Is he actually? He is actually twenty five. Oh. So um, I'm just saying, if people are saying that Stenson Bennett can't go in the first round, then why were they having Hendon Hooker? Right. For some reason, I and thought... Stetson Bennett has won two national titles, two offensive MVPs in the national. Right, season. but I mean, if you're looking at who's the better quarterback. You're going to point at Hendon Hooker. Yeah, yeah, that's not a doubt. Because Hendon Hooker doesn't have Georgia around him. No, but that team was pretty good. That Tennessee team this year. Yeah. Until, in, he, until they until, played Georgia. Yeah, until they played. And then. Hooker um, just saying this real quick. So with Stetson Bennett, obviously they're playing for the draft because he doesn't have any eligibility left. He's a two-time national champ, two-time offensive MVP in the national title. He's a one-time Heisman finalist and one-time SEC champion. His starting record at Georgia as a quarterback I forgot is they lost to 29-3. And, uh, and I believe, I know one of those are, is to Alabama in the SEC title game last year. Yeah, that's what I was. I forgot that they lost that game. In other news of people, Kill big names, this year. in big names declaring for the draft also after this game, we got Jalen Carter, who a lot of people have as their number one player in the entire draft, at least defensively, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, so we all know that a quarterback's going to go number uh, Well, it really depends. depends. If Chicago doesn't trade out, I could definitely see that you're taking, uh, taking Jalen Will Carter or Will Anderson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so ugly, ugly game. Uh, in the college football championship. I'm disappointed. Yeah. And now we're going to move on to Dylan and I each picked out uh, a <laughs> quiz, a sports quiz for each other pre-podcast, and we're going to do that right now. So do you want to start with do – you, do you want me to quiz you first? or you? No, I'll on? go first. So I chose the most three-pointers made in the 2010s, so from the 09-10 uh, season to the 18-19 season. Okay. So number one, Curry. Okay. He has, a, yeah. yeah, he has two point. Uh, he has twenty five hundred. Okay. Uh, I don't Hard- have an exact. He has, yeah, I don't have an exact number. He's two point five. Okay, Harden at two. Yep. Uh, KD. He, um, he's KD, not in the top ten. We're just doing top ten. KD is. Counting. He's ten. He has ten. Yeah. Okay, so now you know anyone above KD. Yeah. Um, KD's ten right now. One point four K. LeBron. Uh, no, LeBron is actually, he's way down the list at 1.1k. Kyle Korver? Kyle Korver? Yeah, he is actually... Is he three? He's six. Six, okay. 1.5. Uh, Dame? Um, Dame is seven, with 1.5 as well. It rounds up, I don't have the exact number, but right. he's below Korver. Clay? Clay is three at 1.8. Alright, how, what, which, uh, what numbers am I missing? What numbers? Yeah, what number player am I missing? Four, four on the list. You're yep. missing five on the list. Four, five. Um, eight and nine. Four, five, eight and nine. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to go with a little obscure one here. Kemba Walker. Kemba Walker? No. He is... Um, Kemba Walker's, I believe, 14. 
Okay, I actually wasn't too far off there. Uh, definitely not. I'm just, ooh, this is harder than I expected. Kyrie? I don't think Kyrie. He doesn't shoot that many threes. Uh, Kyrie, no. There. Um, because, you know, because sometimes you just go through, like, the all-time list. And um, just say, I'm going to give you a little hint real quick. Just for give number, me a hint for one of them. For number four, he has 1.6 thousand three points. He is retired. He don't, he don't want your plays. Ooh. He's known for his time in Philadelphia. Oh, JJ Redick. Yeah. Okay. Um. So now you need you need five, eight and nine. You need five, eight and nine. Mm, I don't. I don't think Jamal Crawford played enough in the twenty tens to be on this, but I'll say Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford is. Not that time. Sixteen. Ooh. D Wade no, Ray Allen's too old. Carmelo Anthony. No. I don't think uh, Carmelo's on the list. Damn. Yeah, Carmelo's not even on the list. God, it's harder than I expected, Loki. Um, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry? Yes, he right. is... He's got to be eight. There's nine, eight. Right? So eight. you need nine and, and you need five. five. Okay. Um, I can, I'll, I'll take a I'm hint. Gonna just, I'll take a hint. I'll give you the hint for number nine. All right. Um, give me, give me conference, east or west? West. Western conference. Currently in the league still. Currently in the league. Okay. So let's see. No one on the Nuggets, right? I know that. No one. They on are the... not. Don't give me. Don't. No, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, okay. CJ McCollum. No. Okay. Figured. Uh. I'm just gonna throw this one out there. I don't think he played not long enough in the 2010s. Dirk Nowitzki is he five or no? Nine? No. Is he even on the list? Um, oh, Paul George. Paul George. Paul George, yeah. So now you're just missing his five. five. Uh, I'm trying to figure out what team he'd be most known for. Uh, not not Chris Paul. Definitely not Chris Paul. Not uh, Cash. I, I would say he's most known for uh, East he's, or he's West. Currently, Are they current? Current player. They're currently a bench player for the Milwaukee Bucks. Grayson Allen. No, Grayson no. Allen's starting. Wait. He's most known for his time Brooke in Lopez. Portland no. and Dallas. Portland and Dallas. Oh, it's not LaMarcus Aldridge. He can shoot threes. Ooh. They're on the Bucks? They're now, um, I believe they're still on the Bucks, yes. Oh, is it Joe Ingles? No. Pat Connaughton. Um, here, I can give Just you... Just name me Bucks bench now, players um, at this point. What number? Petrovich. No. I'm trying to figure out what number he is. I don't know why it's not telling me. Oi. He's played almost a thousand games. Okay. What number are you, sir? When did he... Okay, what year did He's he... He's 36. Well, okay. He's number nine on the Bucks. Right. He's number twenty three on Dallas. Oh, Sean Marion. No, 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 no. No, nope. was stupid. And he's most known for Dallas. Dallas and Portland, yes. What number was he? When? Okay, what year did he play in Dallas? Like, can you can you give me that or no? Yeah, I can give you that. Just give me one second. Um, he played in Dallas starting in the fifteenth season to the eighteenth season. Then he had it, and then he came, and then he played. Uh, then he got traded in the nineteenth season from Dallas to the Knicks. 
Dallas to the Knicks. For yeah, so he went from in the in the same thing. So that was season, the poor Zingas. He started story. started the started with the uh, Mavericks that season. Got traded to the Knicks and then proceeded to go to uh, the Pacers. Who is it? I don't know. Wesley Matthews. Oh, I wouldn't. I was not going to get that. Wow. No, haven't heard of him honestly. How many how many threes does he have in the twenty tens? Um, one point six. Damn. All right. Well, let's see if Dylan can do better than me. Dylan's I picked out is. Top touchdown leaders in NFL history, not including passing touchdowns. So it's just... Rushing, receiving touchdowns. Okay, well, number one... Oh, oh you ready? Yep. Okay, number one's obviously got to be Jerry Rice. Yep. I'm uh, going to probably say Emmitt Smith with that offensive line. you got a lot of shit Number two? LT? Yeah. LaDainian Tomlinson is, is, is three. Lydanian, so what is this, top ten you said? Yeah, but I mean, I have all... I have the top 25. Yep. I mean, obviously, if Jerry Rice is on that list, Randy Moss probably has to be on that list, yep, too. Yep, he's number four. He's number four? So, right now, you got the top five. Oh, really? Yep. Um, so, I'm, this is top ten? Yeah. This is all-time? Yes, and there are actually two guys tied for the ten spot, so you're going to have to give me both of those, okay. too. Um, I'm going to go a little bit more modern. Stick with that Vikings theme. I'm going to go Adrian Peterson. Yes, he. I, I, I haven't typed in yet. I'm pretty sure he's tied for one. Yeah, he's right, tied. Well, he's gonna, tied for right, 10. So you know what's more modern? Yeah. I'm going to go further back. Yeah. I think he's still alive. I'm going to go uh, the only pl- player in Brown's history I actually like. You know who I'm about to say? Jim Brown. Yeah. And also Tim Brown. Oh, yeah, Tim, Jim Tim Brown. Brown. No, Tim Brown's on the list? Well, no. He's, I, this, I have the top 25 up, wow. so he's number 18. Um... Oh, my boy, right? Marshall Falk? Yeah, number seven. I want to say Eric Dickerson. Don't don't type that in. No, he's no. not even top Ow. 25. No, he doesn't even have 100. Really? I guess he was just an explosive runner. If we're talking about touchdowns, then probably, um, what's his name? Raiders? <clears throat> Marcus Allen? Yeah, I believe he is. Yep, number six. Oh, God. God. Wait, did I count wrong? Just keep going. Chris Carter. Yeah, he is. I know for that for a fact. I'm trying to think of the last one, too. Uh... Oh, 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 oh. I, I have no idea, but I'm just going to go with my boy, yeah. Marvin Harrison. I think you're right. Oh, hold on. Yeah. That's the top ten? Oh, really? Let's go! I think it's Reggie... No, Reggie Wayne's not in there. No. And then... Okay, that's actually kind of... Eddie yeah. Dickerson doesn't have 100? No, and the really? guy who is one short... There's a lot of guys who are actually really close to being Who's top short? 10 all time. Fitzgerald was short by 5. Antonio Gates was short by 10. Gotcha. Walter Payton was one short. No, that's horrible. Wow, Sean, a- Sean Alexander had 112 in his career. Sean Alexander, more career touchdowns than Eric Dickerson. Oh, actually, you know what we should do before we move on to uh, last week's uh, recap, right? Yeah. We should probably go over uh, the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists that they announced. I'm going to say we could do that closer to NFL honors, like the week before, and just predict who do we think. All right, stay tuned. We'll do that. Um, That's, what, the week before? uh, Why don't we go over all pros? Because that came out like a couple hours ago. Okay, all pros, all pros. Um, All right, you want to uh, – you, you can take offense and I'll do defense. That's fine by me. Quarterback, obviously, Patrick Mahomes. I don't have an issue with this. He probably is winning MVP. Agreed. You have an issue with that? No, I don't. Not the MVP, but you 
obviously want to be Allen. I I want it to be him, but it should be Mahomes. Running back Josh Jacobs, he deserves it this year. Yeah. Um, running backs were very very mid this year. Yeah, tight end Travis Kelsey. No one was within a arm's Fine reach. Fine with that. Miles touch of him. Yep. Wide receivers Justin Jefferson, uh, Tyreek Hill, and Devontae Adams. Yeah, um, I think you sub digs in for either Tyreek Hill or Devontae Adams, and I'm fine with it, but I'm also fine with not having him there. He made all the Left tackles, Trent Williams. That makes sense. He's the best tackle in the league. Yep. Lane Johnson at right tackle. Makes sense. Uh, Joel Batoni. Okay, I was about to say, I was just looking at the left tackle. It's good that Andrew Thomas was second team because he deserves it. Yeah, Joe, uh, Joel Antonio. at left guard. Yep. That's fine. Zach Martin at right guard. I like that one. That's a good he one. He always is Jason Kelsey. Jason Kelsey. So for defense, you got your edge rushers, Nick Bosa, Mike Parsons. No one's going to argue with either of them. Oh, no, no, no. The question is who was voted actually the number one one? That's what I want to know. I mean, Bosa's listed first, so, so I'll go with maybe. probably Bosa. Yeah, because Jefferson was listed first on receivers, gotcha. so he definitely was. Uh, interior lineman Chris Jones, uh, he was he was out for a lot of the year. Um, I I guess I'm fine with it. Quinn and Williams, he definitely deserves. I it. I like that he finally deserves it, and I'm glad he got it. Um, Fred Warner, Roquan Smith, and Matt Milano. It, I hate what this has happened to the Bills two times last year. Last year, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer were both All Pros and didn't make the Pro Bowl. Matt Milano is a first team All Pro, All Pro, and he didn't make the Pro Bowl. Get rid of fan voting, is my point. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that shows that fan voting isn't fully the issue is because Tua didn't even make it to the Pro Bowl. Well, Tua didn't deserve it. I know, but Tua was, like, the most fan voted right. by, like, 200,000 votes. Yeah. Um, but also, like, this shows you, though, that Matt Milano, like, deserved to be in the Pro Bowl because he's an All-Pro. Yeah. Um, corners, Sauce Gardner and Pat Sertan. No one's going to argue with that. I mean, I just think it's really impressive that the two corners are and one's a second year, one's a rookie. By the way, rookie. what you said earlier, Sauce Gardner being the only rookie, you're wrong. Hafanga. Oh, I forgot he was a rookie, I'm going to be honest. Yep, Hafanga for safety and Minka for safety. I just think it's honestly really impressive that the, the uh, two cornerbacks, one's a second year and one's a rookie. Yeah. That they beat out. I mean, not that we really care about special teams, but Daniel Carlson, I think two years in a row, has been our kicker. Punter is Tommy Townsend. It's a chief. <laughs> it's kind of surprising. You'd think a guy who punts more than the Chiefs would be there. Um, Kiesen Nixon, a kick returner for the Packers, and Marcus Jones definitely deserves it for Marcus Jones deserves it. Uh, you know, if this had been factored in, like... For week 18, Nayan Himes probably would have had a running kick returner. Honestly, just for having two touchdowns. Yeah, just letting you guys know, for anyone who's wondering, second team offense, the quarterback is Jalen Hurts. Nick the, Chubb is, is the, the running, running back. back. And your receivers are... A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, and C.D. Lamb, with the tight end being George Kittle. We don't need to go over the like, tackles. Straight anything. because of touchdowns for Kittle. And for your second team edge rushers, you have Miles Garrett and Hassan Reddick. Your interior lineman, Dexter Lawrence, Jeffrey Simmons. Your linebackers, Bobby Wagner, does not deserve it. I think he's the only player on the that Rams team that might deserve it. C.J. Mosley, that's fine. Demario Davis, always up there. For corners, Jair Alexander, James Bradbury. Safeties, Derwin James and Justin Simmons. Derwin James is a dirty player, straight up. <laughs> we saw that hit on uh, one of your Colts receivers. I don't remember who it was. Harris Campbell. Yeah, I don't know how he's still alive. Um, so moving on to the picks now. After we cover those game two recap, games, uh, the game recap. My my bad, not the picks. The game recap. We're not covering all the games. Uh, this only the ones that only ones that I play really mattered. Um, we're gonna start with 
Chiefs Raiders and Buffalo can never get any help. And I want to ask you, do you think the Chiefs deserve the one seed? I don't think they did. I think, obviously, unforeseen circumstances with hap- with what happened to DeMar Hamlin. But the as a Bills fan, I'm obviously a bit biased, but they got robbed of the one seed. I mean, there's no other way around it. I will admit, yes, this neutral site is kind of dumb. I think personally. I think that game had a lot more bigger playoff implications than anyone thought it would. And I also think that since the Chiefs got the bye, then the Bills should get home field advantage. I think it should have been one or the other. Because the Bills and Bengals both beat the Chiefs, and the Chiefs were the one seed. And the Bills and Chiefs would have had the same record, probably, if they played the same amount of games. My I point is, the, it's unfair. The, the Bills got... If they got stolen, like they got the one seed stolen, I just think it was not properly done. Yes, the game. I agree, the game should have been canceled. But yep. with a game of that caliber, it probably should have been rescheduled. Yeah, the, the problem when. is, is that there was not enough time. I know. They definitely would have rescheduled it if it was like um, week eight. The only thing else is, uh, Patrick Mahomes broke Drew Brees' records to set uh for the most yards in a single season. That's on the on like the ground and in the air in total. Okay. Uh, he now has a record for uh, 5,608 total yards. Peyton season. holds the record for most passing yards in the season. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the game that uh, really had playoff implications because if uh, Jaguars won, which they did, they go on. Yep. The Titans won. The Jaguars need they, a lot to happen for them to get in. And no, if the Titans won, the Titans were in. No, but the Jaguars could have gotten a wild card if uh, they lost, though. Oh, yeah. I'm saying, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Titans I need this a lot that. more. The Titans. Titans lose their out if they yeah. win they were in. Um kind of a sloppy game from the Jaguars on a very beaten up yeah. Trevor Lawrence Tennessee was game. Really bad. Like really bad actually. Yeah, um Joshua Dobbs, um, he was fine. Well, he cost them the game when he fumbled and no, Josh Allen. Not my Josh Allen. Let's uh, just talk about real picks quick. Up um Travis Entian, big major game, just seven carries, seventeen yards. Nope, just didn't do anything. Considering really. the week before he had like a eighty-two yard touchdown or something like that. Yeah, just like you know, Travis Entian also had no uh, catches. No, my bad. He did have he had two receptions for seventy yards, but that's about it. So he only had thirty-four total yards. Not good for uh, one of your biggest offensive threats. Yeah, now, the Jags are going to be very good in a few years, though. Once they get. I mean, like, yeah, they have receivers. Once they get a guy that's not Christian Kirk and improve that defense a bit more. Uh, I think Tra- Trayvon Walker, he just needs time to develop. I don't think he was first overall. He, is the, I think he needs time to he's the least spoken about number one pick, I feel like, ever. Honestly. I've, like, obviously Hutchinson has been better, but people have been talking about Jeff Hutchinson George. so much more. Who's that? Exactly. I'm talking about, like, recently. Okay. Because, like, I, you can go back and, like, name every single first-round pick. I mean, I like... Think was, I think he was drafted... Maybe Eric Fisher. Eric Fisher's not really... The Colts. Eric Fisher's never talked about. No. Uh, Brown Steelers. Uh, oh, wait. I didn't have that one written down. Did you have Brown Steelers or no? No, mine's in a different order. What, what do you have next? I mean... Wait. You don't... Wait, you don't have Brown Steelers written down at all? Oh, I do, yeah. Okay. Or is it just in yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm used to having it on there, and I don't normally look at my uh, note card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rams-Seahawks. Huge playoff game. Uh, if the Seahawks won, it eliminated the Lions. And then... Oh my god, the Rams got robbed so hard. that Dino Smith literally ran straight into Jalen Ramsey. That is not Jalen's fault. And they just give him a 15-yard penalty gain on that. Just... Yeah, but... 
screw your Rams. They didn't deserve to win any games this year. Honestly, we should have seen it coming from... Yeah, obviously the Bills are a top three team in the league. We should have seen it, though, when they got when they lost by 28 in week one. I know it's week one, but that, that was definitely... Just saying, we found out before we started recording this episode, Sean McVay has announced that he is returning back to the Rams team as their head coach. Surprising, in my opinion. Not for me. Well, yeah, you can know more about them. Uh, no, Gina played okay. Uh, he didn't write back yet. I have a feeling he will be writing back after this week. But yeah, you know, um, but Seahawks yeah. win. They got in the playoffs. That's the major story of that game. Yeah, um, Seahawks barely scratched by. Uh, we'll talk more about the missed the game winning later on. They missed it. I was so happy when they and then they made game. another one. Yeah, um, but let's talk about uh, Mister Interception, shall we? Oh, Tariq Woolen. Oh no, I was I was more or less talking about the Cowboys Washington. Oh, I didn't realize we were talking about the next game. Yeah, my bad. Um. He only had one interception, but it was a pick six. And horrible reads. Like, not, he's not making good decisions. And not a good way to end the regular season. Not that it mattered because the Eagles won, so they couldn't but there was seeding. I mean, no offense, but the Giants started a little coming back, and it was a close game towards the end. Yeah, ba- like, bad ending for the Eagles, too. Like, yeah. we're looking at this NFC, and I just look at the NFC, and I know we're not giving our picks yet, and I'm not going to say who. There's a clear... Uh, conference winner to me. I'm not gonna say it yet. Yeah, no, we'll talk about that a little later yeah. on in this podcast. But um, it's really depressing. I mean, it's like the entire Cowboys team just didn't cl- like clock in for the game at all. Seriously, Kendall Fuller with a pick six. I mean, I'm happy to see it because f the Cowboys. But uh, Sam Howell actually looked kind of decent. I he's, believe he's a fifth round yeah, pick. Not their long term answer. No. Um, but the question is, could he be better than? It's actually the. Than Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. He's only the second Korean NFL player ever. Huh. Yeah. Interesting stat. Uh, that's it for that one. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of other than Dallas. They could have had the one seed. Uh, on the face, but they just... Ravens Bengals. Uh, could have changed this seeding if the Ravens have won. The Ravens would have went to the five, but they didn't. And this game really determined if a coin toss would happen for the site of the playoff game or not. And clearly, we saw how the Bengals felt about that when Joe Mixon scored a touchdown, took a coin out of his shoe or his glove and flipped it as mocking the NFL for their yeah. poor management of what happened. And yeah, Bengals, just like the Bills, in my opinion, got robbed as well. Um, your, your boy fumbled the ball late in that game. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Sammy yeah. Watkins. I met him. The signed hat of his in my room. Yeah, um... Fumble that ball away, kind of put the uh, knife in it to end the game right there with that fumble. Uh, I didn't doubt the Bengals wouldn't win this game. But you know what? We could see the Ravens possibly win the wild card matchup this week. I don't know. Without Lamar Jackson. But they put up a fight. They only lost by 11 without Lamar. It's possible. Because you know what? If that fumble doesn't happen, they they score a touchdown on that drive. It's a three-point game with, like, two minutes left. It's the issue possible. Is, uh, Huntley is questionable. and uh, Oh, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown went 19 for 44 for 286 yards and two interceptions in that game. When? Uh, the Baltimore-Cincinnati game. He started? Yeah. I thought... Huntley never played a snap in that game. I mean, I didn't really... Oh, yeah. I didn't even really pay attention to the game because... But he had less than a 50% completion. He had two interceptions. Yeah. Um, that's all I was saying. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the kicking match, shall we? Uh, the Jets-Dolphins game. Well, not a complete kicking match because as time expired, the Dolphins got a safety. I was really... 
I was hoping that 11-6 would be a scoregami. It was not. Wasn't really. So, only the second time it's ever happened. Uh, did they did, did scoregami say who uh, the original one was from? No, I just checked their website. I honestly imagine that it was probably touchdown two point and field goal. Probably not three 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 two. Let me see if I can check that in the meantime. But yeah, um, Dolphins have a must win game right here. Um, against the Jets. Against yeah. the Jets, really. And uh, they they, they win done barely to uh Skylar Thompson. I was gonna not say more really. thanks to Jason Sanders, but yeah, in his beautiful leg. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, we all know who the Dolphins play this week. My team and um. We all know what the result is going to be. Two is out for the game. I, I don't know what to expect from this game. I know. What, I know what I expect. Um, the game had major playoff implications, though. This was one of the major games to watch. As when you're watching uh, Bills, Patriots, Ravens, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, and Dolphins, Patriots, they had the scores of all the games on the side. That shows yeah. you how major each one of these key games was. Dolphins got it done. They have a playoff spot for the first time since 2016. Not sure they're going to do much with it, but obviously, any given Sunday, right? Any given Sunday. All right. Uh, next up, we have my favorite game of the week, Patriots-Bills. And what a perfect way to start this game. I think Naheem Hines. That's all. Naheem Hines. It could not be a more perfect start to this game. Obviously, unprecedented stuff went on in the Monday night game against the Bengals. And, I mean, you could see, like, every, almost every single Bills player was in tears when Hines took that kickoff all, all the way to the house. I'm just glad you guys figured out a way to use him. He looks like prime Devin Hester out there. Yeah. Really, I mean, two touchdowns. First time that a player's had two return touchdowns in a game since 2010. I'm curious to see how many career he like, how many he has career-wise now. I feel like this was his first. I don't really? think you guys used him as a returner. I feel like we did at one point. Hold up. Let me look it up. Um... But yeah, uh, this game was close for a while, and then Josh Allen said, hold my beer, and threw... I mean, that... Did you see the throw to Diggs? How oh. long that ball was in the air for? Floater. It w- I mean, both great throws, and to John Brown, to... Uh, sk- yeah. He only has two. So Colin Coward was talking about... You, you Are you familiar with John Brown, the Bills receiver that caught the touchdown? Yes. He was on the Bills for a while, he was on the Ravens for a while, he was on the Cardinals for a while. Um... Colin Coward was talking about him. He said, this guy looks like he could be a future star. I don't think he has any idea that he's 31 years old. 32. Sorry. Yeah, that, like, that's my point. Um, but From yeah. Pittsburgh State. Interesting. But great game. Bills get the two seed. Face off against the Dolphins this week. Bam. Dylan, you. Uh, let's talk about a game that actually had no playoff implications, but actually kind of did. Uh, Falcons completely dismantled the uh, starterless Buccaneers. Yeah, uh, Brady played for the first half, I believe. I think he did. I didn't check. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Still had a touchdown. Because the Bucks were actually leading when Brady was playing. But then the Falcons came back. It doesn't really matter. Uh, no. But Tom Brady finishes first time in his career with losing record. Let's go! Actually, second time. Sorry. Pretty sure 2002. I don't know. I'll have to check on that one. Yeah. I believe it's the first time. Uh, but really, nothing happened in this game other than the fact that the Falcons won. It was kind of just cementing that Brady had a losing record this year. Tom Brady suffers first losing season of any of football at any level. Hmm. First time since, actually, no, any level, yeah. All right, take us to the next game, Sam. Uh, Chargers Broncos. While, like we said, this could change seeding, but it didn't because Ravens didn't win. Huge loss. Brandon Staley is dumb. Plays as starters, 
and Mike Williams fractures his back. Big loss. Huge. I, I top three player on that offense, like, important-wise. I, yeah. And, and they just lost. You, top five. Yeah, top five for sure. And they just lost. I put them at five, actually. And they just lost. What, Rashawn Slater? Rashawn Slater, Eckler, Keenan Allen. Murray, Keenan Allen. Yep. Yeah, they just lost them. Uh, probably, even if they make it further into the playoffs, they just lost them for the entire playoffs by the sound of it. Yeah, and with old, slow Keenan Allen, you're not going to be able to be productive. Mike Williams is the guy that Justin Herbert's loved to chuck deep balls. Yeah, they're going to have to use Austin Eckler only as a receiving back by the sound of it. Yeah, seriously. What is, what is it with the... Uh, they fired Nathaniel Hackett, and it looks like the Broncos can suddenly kind of play football? Yeah, with? seriously, maybe it was Hackett that was... We might have to change episode four's title from Russell Wilson Wash as something different if next year he comes back. Because I think it's possible. They get Jim Harbaugh. The hatred Hackett. Hating Hackett. Yeah. We'll figure it out on that one. Um, yeah, Broncos win that one. Uh, but moving on, we got the Browns at the Steelers. Big playoff inflation game, but the Dolphins did pull on a win, yep. so this actually was a meaningless game. I was rooting for the Steelers to make the playoffs because obviously I didn't want the Patriots to make it because that would have mean beating the Bills, and I didn't want the Dolphins to make it because division rival. Steelers couldn't get it. Or Steelers did get it done, but nothing else they could do. Just saying, Mike Tomlin is lucky, skillful. He's still, he's now 16 straight seasons of a winning record. Yeah. He's never, as a head coach, had a losing record. That's impressive. Um, Kenny Pickett on the season, not great. No. Uh, definitely improved the second half of the year. Definitely better. His final stats on the season uh, were 389 attempts to 245 completion at 63 uh, percentage. He had two, uh, 2,404 yards, seven touchdowns, but did have nine interceptions. Yeah, anyone who says, though, that the Steelers deserved it more than the Dolphins is wrong because all the Steelers had to do was beat the Dolphins in week eight? Seven. Yeah. Week seven. Yeah. So they are just... Flat out wrong with that. And I'm going to bring us to 49ers Cardinals. Uh, 49ers secure the two seed with a win in J.J. Watt's final game. It was a it was the worst game of the week because it was just such a large blowout. Uh, 49ers get the win by 25 points at home. Yeah. Uh, 49ers must win, kind of. It matters if the Eagles lost. Actually, I believe the Eagles did lose. Niners had the one seed with this yeah, win because Dallas losing. Um... Really had no implication. I believe this just moved the Niners up to three or two, right? Where, they where were sitting right at two because the Vikings lost to the Packers. They just needed to win to secure it. But funny enough, what you said about – it's actually not true. If the Eagles had lost, it didn't matter if the Cowboys had lost. The Niners would have been the one seed. Hmm. All right. Yeah, uh, yeah Cardinals suck. They fired Cliff Kingsbury after this game. Purdy throws three touchdowns on 75% completion percentage. And Elijah Mitchell uh, – Got a lot of playing time for the final week, and he uh, he scored two touchdowns off five carries. Actually, not a lot of playing time. Yeah, um, I think the big thing coming out of this was Cliff Kingsbury being fired. Yeah. Uh, it was due. I said it was going to happen. I think you agreed with me on that one. Yeah. Um, it needed to be done. 100%. And the final game of the regular season. <sighs> the Jamal Williams team matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Lions against the Packers at Lambeau, at Lambeau Field in January. So I had my victory lap with Georgia TCU. You can have your victory lap with this one. I didn't think this was going to be a close game, but... Boy, did I enjoy this, but I'm not going to... I'm not going to... There's some stuff I want to talk about in this game. I'm not going to take the victory lap. 
because it, I, I would have taken it if the Lions were in the playoffs. Also, this is probably Rodgers' last ever game in Green Bay. And his last ever pass attempt for the Packers is going to be an interception to Kirby Joseph. Where did Kirby Joseph go to college? Say it. He was a member of the Fighting Illini. At what school? Good. Okay, that's on recording now. I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna keep that. I'm gonna um, make that my note of my text message now for you. Similar to Brady, who ended his Patriots career with a pick six to Logan Ryan in the 2019, 2019? Yeah, yes. 2019 wild card round. Um, just saying. Uh, the Detroit Lions come out the win 2016. Jamal uh, Williams does surpass Barry Sanders with getting two touchdowns, putting him at 17 all time for most in a season, compared to Barry Sanders 16. Yes, it is in one more game, but congrats to Jamal Williams. I don't think there could be a better player to get that. Who doesn't love Jamal? Yeah, he's one of the most likable guys in the league. And now, with that, we go on to, we are going to break down on every single upcoming playoff game. Then after that, we will do our picks and do a full bracket for the playoffs. So let's start out. The number one seeds are the Ooh. Chiefs in the AFC oh, and yeah. the Eagles in the AFC. So Both of them have the first We'll start with line. the first game that actually happens, which is, hold on, it's Niners Seahawks, right? Is the first game? Yeah, so it's going to be the Seahawks who are nine and eight to end off the season at the thirteen and four Niners at Levi Stadium. So we know Seattle struggles with their O line. San Francisco best defense of the league. We saw it on Thursday night this year. They're going to get after Geno. They're going to put him in pressure. What can Dylan tell me? What the Seahawks can need to do to win this game? The Seahawks really uh they need to shut down the passing game. Uh, get that done. Yes, Christian McCaffrey has been phenomenal right now. But I think if the uh, secondary that consists of Tariq Woolen and Kobe Bryant, yes, I just say Kobe Bryant, I love saying that, um, can shut down the passing game by Brock Purdy, they're going to have to rely on Christian McCaffrey a little too much in this game. If I think that happens, uh, Seahawks could have a chance to squeak out with a win in this game. Yeah, I also think that they're going to need to protect Geno Smith. I think we're going to be seeing a lot of uh, packages where they're going to have an extra tight end blocking and, and uh, they're going to have a lot of blocking from Kenneth Walker just buying Gino some extra time to take deep shots and hopefully beat Ofanga on a deep pass to DK or Tyler Lockett. Yeah, but I just gave you my professional voice of what they needed to do. So why don't you give me the rundown real quick on the night game on what the Chargers or the Jaguars need to do to win this game. So the Chargers, boy, the Chargers need to run the ball to win. Yeah. That's what they need to do because without Mike Williams, their past game is going to be dormant. And we've seen Austin Eckler have games where he will burst and take a long run. But what the Jaguars are going to need to do is rely on, on Trevor Lawrence because we saw they nearly lost to the Titans and cost their season. And it would have been Trevor Lawrence's fault for playing a horrible game. Trevor Lawrence needs to get in that headspace and play like he did against the Ravens in week 11 or 12. I like this professional way we're going. Here. Yeah. Well, I'll do a professional MCD. Yeah. I'll uh, just let you guys know, uh, the Chargers ended the season off at 10-7, but they are the 5-seed going to the 4-seed 9-8 Jaguars at TIAA uh, Bank Stadium Field or whatever. Um, what's the next game for me that you want me to run down? Well, actually, I'm fine with this because this isn't going to be a close game, so you can run down <laughs> Bill's Dolphins. What? No, I'm, I'm NFC. You're AFC. Oh, I'd, okay. That's how we're doing this right now. All right, so then I guess we'll just go and order the game, so I'll... So I'll, I'll tell you what the Dolphins need. Yeah, why don't you, why don't you go in? Well, what are the records right now at the end of the season? So the Dolphins are 9-8, and eight, the Bills are 13-3. and three. And those are the 2-7 uh, and seven seed, right? Yeah. Good. So here's what the Dolphins need to do to win this game. In order for the Dolphins 
to win this game. They need to build a time machine, go back to week three, put Tua through correct concussion protocol so that he doesn't play against the Bengals and get a second concussion, which means the chance of him even getting a third against the Packers is slim. And also, they would also need to, you know, play well enough and shut down the pass game of the Bills to even win, even if they had a non-concussed Tua. That's what they need to do. You know, I think at the point, if they have a time machine, just go back in time and get prime Dan Marino. Or just take Justin Herbert. That, that or, too. And, or uh, even Jalen Hurts instead of right. Tua. But yeah, I mean, it, this is, uh, betting-wise, the Bills are favored by 15.5. That's the largest margin for a playoff game ever. And I, I would expect the Bills to cover that spread. <laughs> I don't think this one's going to be remotely close. You I have, honestly think the Bills might get the over by just doing it themselves. You have Josh Allen, who, if continues this pace, is a Hall of Famer against Skylar Thompson. Who? That my point. I know you know who he is, but yeah, that like yeah. that's my point. This yeah. is this the, would the be the best quarterback this year is Brock Purdy, who is Mister. Yeah, I, I hate to say, it, but you know, it's true. best rookie quarterback, best rookie quarterback yeah. is Brock Purdy, and Malik Willis is the worst. Honestly, yeah. Um, but it it would just have to be incredibly slim and it would probably be the biggest playoff upset of all time what wild card we'll go wild card wild card yeah but i mean biggest upset of all time is the giants patriots super bowl yeah that's all right so you break down what to me is the game of the week giants vikings giants vikings you got the nine seven and one uh six seed giants going into minnesota to play the 13 and four vikings right keep in mind these two teams faced off in week 16 um, and I believe the Vikings season. won. 27-24 off a 61-yarder Greg Joseph field goal. So, yes, they did. definitely so a close game. It is also a really recent game. It's giving you the same vibes as the Cincinnati Bengals-Kansas City Chiefs game that happened in Week 18, and they proceed to play each other again in the playoffs. Yeah. So, really, what we see happen is the Vikings just... It's a primetime game. So, Kirk Cousins... 430, is not primetime. Still the only game at that, at that time, though. I, I To me, I consider primetime 830. All right. All right, well, let me but, just say yeah. this real quick. The, uh, the Giants really just need to shut down the middle. Not any game. They need to shut down the middle of the field. And if they shut down the middle of the field, that kind of covers the large runs that Dalvin Cook could possibly get. And it could also prevent these little out routes that Kirk Cousins likes throwing to Adam Thielen or KJ Osborne. By the Giants doing that, they could very easily take this off, especially because the Vikings' defense, it's fine. But I think Saquon can really dismantle this, especially with Daniel Jones apparently being a dual-threat quarterback this year And now. also the Giants have, or sorry, the Vikings have one of the worst run defense. They just have one of the worst defenses in the league. I'm pretty sure they're bottom five in almost every stat. Yeah, so the Giants defensively need to do that, but they just need to run the ball yeah. on offense. And I think the Vikings just really need to take deep shots down the field, and they might actually win that battle. I just want to say some one thing you missed up. Shut down Justin Jefferson. They did it the first time, and they nearly won. Yeah. So, if they could do that again, they have a real the shot. The Vikings do need to take deep shots, though, down yeah. the field, I think, if they want to win this game. Yeah, so... And I don't think Kirk Cousins can do it. Final wild card game to break down, for me at least, AFC. Bengals-Ravens, Sunday at 8.30. Yeah, so those um, are the 10-7 Ravens and the 12-4 Bengals, the 3-6 seed. Um, man. AFC North matchup. Going to be about a rematch of last week. I think it's about the same result. I don't really have much more than that. Uh, what do the Ravens have to do to win this game? Well, they have to run the ball a lot with J.K. Dobbins. They need to rely upon him, and they need to rely on the play-action game to hit who is their receivers. Exactly. Oh, my God. Wait. I mean, Mark Andrews, but, like, you're not taking a deep play-action shot to your tight end. Who would that be? Because Rashad Bateman's Sammy not Watkins. playing. 
Because Duvernay, oh my god, is he actually their number one receiver I'll right now? I'll tell you right now. No way. No, there's someone we're forgetting. Marcus Robinson? Seriously? Isaiah Likely. That he, no, that's a tight end. Then it's Sammy Demarcus Watkins. Robinson and Sammy Watkins. Okay. Oh, God. So, what do they need to do? Actually, they're going to need defense. They need defensive touchdowns. The Ravens always have good defenses. that They're going to need to show up. They're going to need to put pressure on Joe Burrow, which isn't that hard, because guess what? The... Nine, the nine and eight Steelers did in week one, and they caused Joe Burrow to turn the ball over five times. If the Ravens can do that, they can win this game, and I think that this is a winnable game for them. But it's slim, right? All right. So yeah. now, Dylan, break down. I think the second, in my opinion, the second best matchup of the week: Cowboys Vikings. The nine, the eight and nine. You mean Cowboys Bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the eight and nine Buccaneers host the twelve and five. Yeah, twelve and five Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys. Uh, this is a rematch from Week One, which the Cowboys did lose. Dak Prescott did not look like himself. He did he also broke break his, his thumb on that in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cowboys to win. I think they just need Dak to be competent. Yeah, that's all. They, if they have a Seriously. competent Dak Prescott, I think they could win this game. Yeah, I agree with that. Buccaneers in the meantime probably just need to stop the run game of Tony Pollard. Yeah, because uh, t- I mean, pa- I mean, the Buccaneers in this in the meantime. Pollard averages the most yards per carry in the league, and Zeke averages the least yards per carry in the league. It's actually we no, yeah, I think Pollard overtook James Cook in Week Eighteen for he yards did. per carry, but it's gonna be a close game. And I think the main thing for me is playoff Tom Brady. You can never count him out of any game, no matter how many points he is favored to lose by. Honestly. Yeah. Um. If the Cowboys go with the Dak Prescott that played against the Commanders, Commanders they're not going to win this game. Uh, but even then, I don't think the Buccaneers can make it past whoever's next. Yeah. All right. Now, it's time for us to do our official playoff picks. And we're going to start with the first game, Niners-Seahawks. And before I foreshadowed the team that is clearly the best in their conference, it's the San Francisco 49ers. I think they handily beat the Seahawks. Oh, I completely agree with They're going to sweep them uh, 3 I think the Niners destroy the Seahawks uh, at home, uh, and they move on to play whoever is the second lowest seed, I think. No, the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, then our next game... It would, it would go on to play uh, whoever... Uh, no, it, whoever it depends. The, depends. Lowest from, the second lowest remains. Yeah. Um, so, now, Chargers-Jacks. This one, I think, is going to be the closest back... I mean, I'll say there's only three good wildcard matchups. The other three kind of suck. This is one of the good ones. This game could go either way. Trevor Lawrence shows up, and I think he will. I th- I'm think i taking the Jags. You know, I completely agree with you on that one. I think the Jaguars beat out, especially the Chargers, down on the passing game. The Chargers just choke a lot, And um, I think Brandon Staley gets fired also if they lose this, uh, which I don't hate at all. I think he should not be a head coach with a team with Justin Herbert. If they keep him, I think Herbert's gone after next year. Because he leaves. Mm. But that's something we'll talk yeah. about in the offseason. Yeah, that's interesting. No, it'll be after next season. Yes. Yeah, four year. Uh, with it, Yeah, but I agree. Um, I mean, Bills, Dolphins is Bills. We don't really need that. There's nothing to talk about Bills. If they win, uh, I probably won't see you for the next episode of the podcast because you will be in your room probably figuring out what went wrong. What went, what, yeah, what so, went wrong. You know, the Bills, just as Bills fans, we have a saying, Bills by a billion. 
hey, a billion point victory is possible in this one. Honestly. It, it really is. Uh, game of the week, Giants-Vikings. Giants. New York Giants. I think Giants win. Uh, Vikings have been disappointing. They have gone. They have been the team that has won all the close games. And I think, like you said, it's not a primetime game. But Kirk Cousins in big moments does not show up. And it's going to happen again as the Giants are going to win a playoff game for the first time since I believe they made their Super Bowl run. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, uh, you got the Ravens versus Bengals. Uh, I, I think the Bengals. I don't, I don't think there's any doubt really there. Uh, Lamar Jackson's already been ruled out officially for that game. I think the, the Bengals sweep. Like, yeah. Wipe them. Um, the only thing I will say is I think just because of how kind of close the matchup was last week that it's possible we see a Ravens victory. But I agree with you, Bengals. Final wild card game. Bucks Cowboys, and I'm actually going to go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. I, I think want, that the Cowboys always choke in the playoffs, and I don't think it's going to be any different. I want the Cowboys to win. I really do. But I'm going to pick the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. So that means the Giants would go on to play the Eagles, and the 49ers will go on to play the Buccaneers. All right, so... So that means... We can give our picks for that. Hold up, look, I'm gonna, let me write that down real quick. So we have 49ers versus Bucks, And who do we have in the We actually agreed AFC? on all of our picks. Yeah, and then we're going to have we, the it would be Giants, Bills, Eagles. It would be Bills, Bengals, and then Jaguars, Chiefs. As a Bills fan, I actually am rooting for the Chargers because I think the Chargers have a better chance to beat the Chiefs than the Jags do. Um, okay, so we'll start Eagles-Giants. I actually think that the Giants can totally win this game. Seriously. Like, we could see the Giants. It's crazy to think about that. I'm actually that taking the Giants in this game. We saw last week the starters of the Eagles, who played pretty much the entire game, only put up 22 points to the third stringers of the Giants, which put up 16. And we've also seen in recent history that having the first round bye has not benefited teams, and they've actually lost because of I mean, the, last year. too much of the rest. Both yeah, Titans, first-rounders Titans lost and Packers. in their game. At home, too. Yeah, and I agree. I think the Eagles are going to have too much time off. They're going to be unprepared, and the Giants, coming off a hot playoff win, I cannot believe I'm saying this, that the New York Giants are going to make the NFC Championship game. And I think we can both agree, I think the 49ers beat Tom Brady in the Bucs. Yeah, they're, they're gonna, it's going to be the same results. Last time, and we, so, could, we can finish off the NFC. We just did 49ers and Giants. I mean, this, see, now this is where this it's is a where clear pick, the 49ers. Yeah, I think the 49ers make Super Bowl 57 after falling short last year. It pains me to say as a Rams fan. But the thing is, uh, I like Brock I, I hate the 49ers. I like Brock Purdy. It's a Cinderella story. As much as I would hate if the 49ers win, I would love it because Brock Purdy's actually likable. Yeah, okay. So now we'll start with Chiefs-Jags. Uh you know, I actually could see the Jags really contending in this game because I think the Jags can contend with most teams, actually. I think they're pretty good, but the Chiefs are going to win. Yeah, um, although the Chiefs have been kind of lackluster in the past couple weeks of the regular season, uh, we're just going to see that normal, uh, that we've all grown accustomed to, the playoff Mahomes, playoff yeah. Chiefs. So, and I think they're going to, I think the Jaguars are going to try their best to beat the Chargers in the wild card, and they're just not going to have any energy left that next week. And, def- and now, final divisional game is a rematch of that dreaded Monday night football game. This time, it would be in Buffalo. This time, the Bills win. I agree. And that Uh, leaves us to probably the best game of this entire postseason, if it does happen, which is going to be the Bills-Chiefs. And I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah? I think the Bills repeat what happened in the regular season and and take the win. 
and obviously I'm biased, so I'm going to pick that. But yeah, I agree. Uh, it's The Bills are not, like this version of the Bills is not a chokey team that where they're going to get beat by the same team in the playoffs three years in a row. This is where they get over the hump and we have a Bills 49ers Super Bowl. And now this is where I think Brock Purdy being a seventh round rookie so comes into play. Last pick yes literally last pick this is where it comes into play and this is where the buffalo bills win their first super bowl because you know what so here's hold on before you say your pick here's my philosophy i always kind of think you know what yes that 49ers offense can probably contain that sorry 49ers defense can contain that bill's offense but you know what the um the bill's defense is better than that 49ers offense and that's where it comes down to it you have Top two offense in the league against the best defense. Pretty square matchup, right? You're probably see 24 points scored. But that 49ers offense is not going to be able to do anything against the Bills defense when you have Brock Purdy at quarterback. Well. You're going to pick the Niners. Hmm? You're going to pick the Niners. So the Niners, best run defense in the league. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest, the Bills aren't a run-heavy team. I want to note something. The Bills have the most rushing yards in the league since week 10. They're not a run-heavy team, though. Let me be honest. They, are, they might be in that stat, but yep. realistically thinking, you think of the Bills, you think Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, whatever. Obviously. Right? And I'm going to be honest. The San Fran secondary, it's good, but it is not great. Yep. And I think after appearing in five Super Bowls, including this one, that the Bills finally get their first Super Bowl. Yep. This is it. Man. Successfully Thursday. rounding out their uh, end of a tenure at their existing stadium in preparation for their new stadium. And obviously, what happened to DeMar Hamlin? Never wish that to happen again. I think that honestly gives them so much motivation. I had said before that I think any chance the Bills had at a Super Bowl is gone after what happened. But with how great of a recovery he has made after being only in the hospital for a week and a half, I think it gives them so much motivation to play for him that they're going to have something else that no team has. A motivation to fight for a guy who died for 10 minutes on the field. I'm just saying this. I This is actually crazy that you and I just fully agreed, agreed on, on a every single bracket. pick. That's, that is actually crazy. So, I don't know if this is going to happen. Really I would, Imagine we go perfect, too. Like, we get everything Yeah, if we get everything right, right that'd, be, that'd be, be crazy. Yeah. Um... Yeah, those are our picks. Those are that's also our both. I would say both of our playoff brackets, but that's actually I can say this because we both agree. It's the last minute sports podcast official playoff bracket. Yep, we both agreed on it. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about? I got nothing, but we'll we will see you next week when the Bills kill the Dolphins by fifty points. And I mean, I would offer like Dylan something to say, but you know, I gotta I gotta. It's been a rough season for me. Yeah. Eight, I, I, eight total wins is not good. No, no. But hey, hey, hey. Next what week. Super Bowl last year. Hey, hey, hey. What? We will talk about the draft, which the Colts do have a top four pick. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it. I'm Sam. And I'm Dylan. And, and this, this was, was the Last, last Minute Sports, Sports Podcast. Podcast.